Hello, welcome into the charge down. Long time no no talk. Uh, this is going to go down as episode sixty three because the Rugby World Cup ones don't count in my mind. Um, but yeah, so it's been a while. Um, got a lot to get through. I just wanted to start with. Uh, I was just watching the launch of the first Irish satellite, the UCD one, AirSat one. Um, and it was kind of cool from the rugby angle because they had a, a former UCD players. Uh, so they, uh, well, former and current UCD players. So they had Ross Byrne, Josh van der Fleer, Leo Cullen, wishing, wishing the, the, the group well. <laughs> what? See the so, crew? Yeah, well, yeah. The I, thought miniature. Was, uh, I thought it was manned with monkeys. No, no, that's the book manned I'm reading. How <laughs> <laughs> I many spiders are involved? Yeah, but um, I thought it was really cool. Uh, they showed they have two ground stations. They have one ground station in UCD, and the other ground station is in a sheep farm in Kerry, which is actually belongs to one of the students. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, great. Which Leinster, which Leinster players do you think would uh, make the best astronauts? <laughs> <laughs> well, who? I was, was going to say the astrophysicist would probably have a good shot. Yeah, not, not current Leinster player now, but uh, Jack Dunn was astro yeah. For some reason, I feel like astronauts are like jockeys, and being small would somehow be a massive advantage. Well, well most though... of them were like pilots, uh, mm. jet pilots, test pilots, and stuff like that nature. So they aren't that big. Yeah, but I don't feel like I feel like if you're good enough, they like it wouldn't restrict you. In other way, like if you're a jockey. I assume beyond a certain size, it just becomes restrictive and like yeah. inefficient. Whereas I, I think if you're pilots, though, or five foot pilots, probably you have to be within a certain range, especially if you're um, in the old days. Yeah, but like let's mm. say Tom Cruise is the size of Devon Towner in Top Gun. Like they probably make him a special, <laughs> a special retrofit fucking F thirty five. Tom Cruise is brilliant. <laughs> I would imagine. But, but <laughs> Devon Towner on a space station will be some sight. It would be. Break everything with his bigness. Yeah. Uh, the only case already safe from Mike McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's something we need to discuss is the <laughs> the, the, hype, the hype man. We need but, to talk uh, about Kevin. Yeah, we'll we'll do that at the, the end, but uh we'll go on to the Lencer Munster match. Uh it was last week, we were all there. Um Sala crowd, I think, or very close to it. Um yeah, I see lots of people over social media creaming themselves over the fact that there was fifty thousand people there to see it. And yeah, I don't know. Sellout cried. Is that unusual? Like, I feel like that's um, kind of... the last few years it hasn't been a sellout. Yeah, right, maybe right, because yeah. it's it's like a good teams. Munster are back. They won last year. Um, the World Cup is just gone, so maybe people are more interested. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw some people online discussing how they'd never, like Irish people, sort of actually seemingly take an interest in the sport, which is good, I suppose. Like, but it, I don't know. It seems so inorganic. Like, they just, I don't know how I became interested. But how do you just randomly become interested in the sport? Like, but um, yeah, I think the World Cup seems to have done a number for people up taking interest. So. And I'd say possibly if I if I was just getting interested in the sport, yep. given the season Munster had last season, I think like Munster would be my crew. Albeit I'm mm. from Leinster, but 
I'm thinking more in terms of... And also, like, a casual guy, like, if, if you said, okay, Leinster have won this game nine out of the last ten times... Yeah. You're like, okay, whatever. But you said, well, they beat them last time on the way to winning the tournaments, mm. while Leinster crashed out. Like, that, that, that makes it more interesting for the, the neutral. And I think it's why people said it was a good game, which I don't think it was, because it was a good contest. Yeah. Mm. Um... I saw a lot of immediate reactions of saying it's good because I think people just want the rivalry back. Well, that's what um, I said to the bloke I sent me side. I turned to him and said, like, after Munster got their try, I said, I think the game needed that. Like, I think if we just had it went out and scored two tries right off the bat, it would have been great. Same all, same all. Like, you know what I mean? Albeit, we, if we had to continue to play the same, we might have let Munster back into it. But, you know, I think for the sake of the spectacle, Munster scoring early was probably the best thing that. But it happened really, and considering the nature of the try as well, it got everyone a bit excited. Like, because God knows, Mike McCarthy sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I've heard mixed things. I've heard people enjoy it. Yeah, I imagine I if you enjoy, had a rug- I enjoy rugby. <laughs> you had a kid, and it's just before the match, and this this big guy is sagging everything up. I can't constantly mention this is a Stephen Toner character. Like, what's not to love? I don't know. Yeah, I like I like to just see people playing rugby, but maybe that's. Yeah. No, no, you're in a minority. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing brings the hype like Simon Zebo. Uh, Sizzle factor. And then just putting Lancer in their place. You know, it was, uh, it was a sight to behold. Lancer in their place, winning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he won that moment, though. He, he did. That's all and he was, I was like, geez, I didn't, I didn't know he had it in him. And then 30 minutes into the game, he was cramping up. I was like, oh, okay, there's, there's yeah. Zebes of old. Yeah. Uh, I just want to go off on that because I thought it was a wild risk to pick him mm, after not mm. playing all year. I thought he was pretty much a pundit, didn't know he was still on the books. Uh, had a great start where he sets up the try. It was, I was watching this just quick highlights again, and Ringrose, uh, like, Henshaw bites in, and then Ringrose mm. goes in and just misses him completely. And we, we scramble well, like, everyone makes a tackle. They just cut the offloads off. Ross Byrne gets injured. Yeah, he the Ross Byrne thing is probably like, I don't know if he injured himself. I don't know. It's I think he's going to tackle. Yeah, it just seems strange. Like, if, if it strikes me almost as one of these ones where, what is it they say? If you're not 100% committed to the tackle, you're running more of a risk. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if he's 100% committed to the tackle. No, no I think where... he's trying to reach out for him on that. Like, and he just, he just buckles his arm. He snaps. <laughs> yeah. But Plus, Casey finished it brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, like, it was a great try. Um, we kind of re argue that. Mm. And Zebo had a couple of good moments in life from that, but once that like first 20 minute block was gone, he was gone. He was stretching, mm. coughing, and he's probably a big result they lost that game because yeah. his mm. the tackle attempt on Lamore was awful. Really? And you could say, well, he was cramping up or he just wasn't fit enough to get there to make a good attempt, but that's on him. Like, there's, there's no one in Irish rugby who has as much talent. It's a, such a long career. Like it's not like he's got cut by injuries. He's had injuries mm-hmm. like everyone, but and has basically failed to achieve their full potential. I feel. I don't think there, I can't think of another player like that in Ireland, especially over the last decade plus. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of seems like an attitude thing, doesn't it? Really, like yeah. he seems like a happy-go-lucky character, which so. is great in some ways. Like it's great to yeah. have him on the pitch, the dressing room. The crowd loves him in the, the mm-hmm. monster. But like that's a guy who in his prime, went over to France to play instead of fighting for a spot. And maybe mm-hmm. he expected to still get picked, but like, you know, bad advice if he thought that was going to happen. Well, I, and it's just, it's just annoying because he is so good. 
in a lot of aspects. And it's not like he's someone like Addison who just can't stay fit. And that's why he's rusty or something. It's just because he doesn't really care. Uh, yeah, mm. well, he, he, does, he doesn't care enough to keep himself in top no, yeah, one for years. You know, if if he's well loved for his antics, then yeah, that's fine. But it means you're never going to be a top player, and better. you haven't fulfilled your potential. Yeah, mm. I'd say be happy enough. Not, not every player can be the robot. Yeah, exactly. This is yeah. what I'm saying. Like, if I'm always going on about wanting sort of yeah. more characters, yeah, but look, look at him compared to Keenan. You think Keenan doesn't do everything he can? To, um, I don't know. I don't know anything about Keenan, to be honest. Apart from what I see on the field, well, I don't know much about. He's super fit, and that only comes if you're uh, if you're willing to put in the work. He's an accountant as well. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not, not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> we kind of just shit all over Simon's Evo, but yeah. I do. I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because well, um, I thought I didn't think you'd have that first 20, 30 minutes in him. I, I think he always has a big moment in him. It was just a very big moment. Yeah. So you know, he kind of kept up the form in that respect. But uh, yeah, no, it, I I one hundred percent get what you're saying. Like what could have been kind of thing. He certainly mm. he could have been and like, like, like the next he's had his trophies for club and country. He got to mm. play in Paris for a couple of years, and he's come back and he's doing punditry. He got a trophy with his hometown team. And he's still scoring tries every so often he plays. So, like, it's it's not a bad life. And he's been a pro mm. for, what was it, 2010, 2011 or so? Mm. So, like, hard, hard, easy for me to criticize him, but it's, like some, sometimes uh, pro players aren't the do everything they can to possibly win. They aren't the guys who get up at 6 o'clock to ice and then go... For a long jog in the middle of summer or whatever, sometimes they're just kind of guys who have a job. He will enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you've probably possibly seen the video of Razi Erasmus talking about when he made it into the Springboks. Yes. Like, and I think he said, like after a year, he was a complete prick that he just kind of took everything for granted and stopped working and whatever else. And then he said, like, I think he got dropped and he realized, like, obviously, he can either carry on with his complacency or step it up, like. He made the right choice given given the history he's had, but you know, you'd say not every player would have made that decision necessarily. You know, some yeah. some would have been content to kind of, I guess, just phoning it in. You might say, not not to say that I think Zebo could have necessarily become rather Erasmus two point but you know what I mean. Like, and now he uses that story to inspire the players he's managing or whatever. So, kind of makes sense. Yep. Uh, what about from a Leinster perspective? Like, um, who caught your eye? Like, I for me the over the overarching sense I got from that match was okay. Yeah, it's great. Get the win. That's great. Um, but I feel like there's an undercurrent of the team we put out there was uh, very very good. Was very close to probably being first choice and. Um, it's slightly underwhelming in the way that uh, didn't get a bonus point, didn't dominate as much as we probably, as a lot of people probably thought we should. Mm. Um, and also the the other talking point is the Lancer situation at number 10. So obviously Ross Byrne goes down in the first, whatever, four or five minutes and Frawley plays the rest of the game. Um, well, that's interesting actually that you say that because like, 
Well, I I think we were very inaccurate or mm. like sloppy, I guess, in the twenty two. From what I could see, I think we had like eleven visits to the twenty two and not a whole lot of success right there. Um, I think Munster had like seven or something. This is just me trying to remember the stats. Some fucking. I, I think I heard a number saying seven uh, turnovers from Leinster, like knock-ons. Yeah, um, some quite bad. Four passes stuff in the first half oh that weren't God. really like they weren't causing a tackle. Yeah. Like yeah. they were, it was, it was on whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> but unclinical. I, I, yeah. In clinical. <laughs> I think, uh, I was going to say, like, I wonder how, uh, how tighter the game would have been if Ross Byrne had been at 10, but I don't think actually would have made much or any of a difference whatsoever. Cause I just think that a lot of the sloppiness just came from like individual knock-ons, which I don't know how yeah. you necessarily coach. Now, one thing you would say like is, if Munster were a particularly physical, ferocious team in the contact, you might say, excuse it. But I don't like I wasn't looking at the hits Munster were putting in and thinking like, oh Jesus, they've stepped up the physicality stakes here. Like it was just I don't know Tyke Furlong had one, I think James Ryan. I'm gonna say Darris because he always has at least one knock on, but I don't think he actually knocked it on that yeah. game fully enough. Um but yeah, like it just seems like fine margins of stuff that we're not used to these lads getting wrong, and yes. uh, maybe it's the occasion, like you know, I play. Yeah, Leinster. I wonder if Leinster came out and expected to win heavy, because mm. uh, just to talk about the bench, I wonder if the fact that we picked uh, Colhan, like we have the options of playing Baird, Jenkins, uh, Deegan, Will Connors, Ruddock, if you wanted to, mm. like if you wanted to go for the six-two bench, and have someone experienced. I so I wonder if they thought we'd win it easily enough, and he could get off Conan and, or um, Conan or Doris, Doris, and just bring on a young lad because the game is pretty much won, instead yeah. of bringing him on eighty minutes. So I wonder if Leinster were complacent, and very rare you'd say that. Um, yeah, even I'm remembering knock on from Jamie O'Brien, which uh, okay, it was under high it was, ball. It was just it was when Friday came on, he threw a pass to uh, D. Uh, Keenan was caught forced to knock on. It was like behind him. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone, like, uh, everyone was just making mistakes in the back line, especially. Mm. Mm. No one really played great aside from Deegan. Uh, he keeps saying Deegan. Uh, Keenan in the back line. Everyone else mm. was making mistakes, missing tackles, just not functioning as a unit. And stuff from, as you said, players you expect a lot more of. And a lot of these players were at the World Cup, so it's not really like a case where it's first game of the season. Yeah, anything like that. So it it is. It was a bit worrying from that point of view. Um, it could be that, like, we're still in flux with the coaching tickets. Like, we've only had yeah. everyone now. They're like, this is our first day, our first week, I should say, with a full team, coaching wise, and we had Sean O'Brien covering defense and Leo covering pretty much everything else, along with uh, McBride, while our attack and defense coaches were gone at the World Cup. So from mm. that point of view, I can see why there's still be rustiness, despite the fact these guys have played with each other um, in World Cup and Leinster. Uh, I, but generally, it was a worrying performance. But like, if we were half amount of uh, turnovers we gave away under no pressure, we would have bonus pointed that game. Yeah, Which, I, mean, I like... think some people are kind of up, as I said before, uh, when I said it was a good contest, a good instead of a good game. I think people are giving Munster like. A win almost. Because mm. they came out with a weakened team 
and nearly won, but they didn't win. And like in the end, it's four points to one, mm. which is probably a good result you take beforehand if you're them. But like it's it's. Um, I think the bigger against... the bigger win for Munster would be like not the fact that they won. Uh, they didn't win, but yeah. the win in respect to what you're saying, but rather the fact that Leinster were as poor as they were. Yeah, and Munster definitely made them poor because their kicking was good, their chase was good, their attack was good in the first 20 minutes. Uh, they were always game in defence. I think another ref would have pinged Archer off the park, but that's that's what you get in scrums. Um, and I think it's a real worry now that Porter is getting calls against them, against some of the worst scrummagers around. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what you do there. I think you might have to go on a media blitz, but Lancer don't seem to do that. <laughs> I, no, like, it's, it's not really something you want where you have them in the media going, this this tie we're coming up against, this is what he does all the time. Mm-hmm. And bring it, bring like printouts to to uh, press conferences, but like, <laughs> I think it's only, I don't, I don't think it's going to get much better for us. Have people done that in the past? No, but they, they, they always, some people highlight how people scrummage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. don't well. them with a big printout. Yeah. Uh, but if anyone's going to do it, it's Nina Aber, so get on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, I, I'm happy with one. We should yeah. have definitely denied um, Munster a bonus point. Yeah. Um, but aside from the first 20 minutes, as I said, and that Conor Murray break, which was around 70 minutes, we were pretty comfortable mm. in defence. We just kept knocking the ball on or giving it away, yeah, which yeah. gave them footholds into the game. I, d- I didn't like how he managed the last five minutes, i got to be honest. I, like It mm. felt like we didn't know whether to go for the the four-try bonus point or just like manage the game and try and not let Munster win. Yeah. It felt like for points during, at times during that last five minutes, it was kind of like no one was there kind of making a decision about what to do. I think it was epitomized by the uh, where we had that mall going forward yeah. and then your man, admittedly, he's a new enough player, but I would imagine he was probably called to do it because I can't imagine him making that decision himself given his his greenness. He, he just box-kicked it away. Mm-hmm. And, like, what was the point margin at that point? Six? It feels yes. like it was six. Like, you do not want the fucking team to, opposition to have the ball there. Anywhere on the field. Like, I, it just seemed like quite a strange... Thing, especially considering we still had the four try bonus point to play for. Like yeah. it's not like we had nothing to play for other than the win. Maybe we it was a panic because of... his, his forwards were getting caught into the. Yeah, yeah, it could well be. Could well be. Um, and I, I wonder if we had Ross Byrne, we would. Sorry, I think we definitely would have managed that game better. We would have kicked a lot better. Mm. Um, Frawley ran very well, but he didn't really have much of a kicking game because we were chasing the game when he was on, mm. and we never really got comfortable comfortable lead to manage um, so I, I really wonder what would happen then and also Ross Byrne is a leader because I think a re- we have a real dirt of captains in this Leinster squad and I, I'm kind of souring on this co-captain Malarkey mm-hmm. if I can say that <laughs> what, what's wrong with co-captain because uh, like you have a captain you, this. you say yeah, Rob, right, Robbie, right. you say Rob, it's not Robbie you say Ringrose is vice captain or Ryan's vice captain that's fine he'll take over when the other guy's not on the pitch but like yeah. this co-captain and neither of them are great captains yeah but this is what I'm about to say like how you, you said you're dissatisfied with the lack of captains mm. so if they make the people co-captains because they wouldn't make a good we get captain, more captains <laughs> yeah it, essentially yeah like so if it, neither of them were to be captain then what do you do like yeah 
Yeah, it is a problem. It we is. haven't really resolved since Sexton and lesser extent East have gone. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Ruddock kind of was. He was yes, like Ruddock was a great captain. captain, exactly. But like for these games, like there's a lot of guys who were you'd love to have, like Ryan Ringrose, Furlong. These are kind of leaders in his team, mm. but none of them really have um, the force of like a, a Paul O'Connell, a Best, or Sexton. These are all different guys, and yeah. it took Sexton a while to not a while, a long while to get us. Mm. Um, what about uh, Dan Sheehan? He, he was made captain there. He, he could be the man. Could be. Could be. I believe um, in him. So yeah, like and and just on the monster side, I thought they played pretty well. I think I said it before that I don't think Coombs will get five more caps. I think I said mm-hmm. for Ireland, and every game I see him in, it's it's reinforces it more and more. Uh, I joke that he's like soft and work shy that, but he's just he's he was the worst back row on the pitch. I think when he was playing. Mm. Uh, Van der Fleer is also kind of worrying his performance mm. um, was still better than him and it's just a uh, he just lacks it I don't know if it's just explosiveness or ability to influence top level games but like mm. bashing over Zebra is not the it's not going to get him on the team the Irish he's team. the Leo Aouva of uh, mm. Monster yeah it's not a bad way to describe him and that's, that was his level but like it's it's just like he's not that young anymore, mm-hmm. and Munster have a lot of good back rows coming through and already in the mm-hmm. team, mm. and he's not big enough or strong enough to play second row. Yeah, he so. he runs the risk of getting Charlie tactered. <laughs> he's passed over. Yeah, yeah what the fuck happened to that man? I I I always find Charlie Tector very interesting because it's like a Grand Slam winning out half who scored like vital. Points uh, in that Grand Slam, yeah, in the Grand Slam campaign, uh, and it's like uh, just pass over him completely. We've moved on to Sam Prendergast. Uh, it's just like you know, Tector could be quite good. We don't yeah, know. It's, so. it's like he never even got a shot. Well, he must have started like three games or something. Not even in con- not consecutive games. It's just kind of randomly interspersed. Yeah. yeah. But um, probably go to Connacht and be them. decent for them. Or something, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, Oxford Daily, yeah. He'll, uh... on, um, just on the rest of the month's team, Crowley, incredible physical player. Mm. I think it will end up hurting his career. Okay. Sorry, it could end up hurting his career if he just picks up injuries. But it's, okay. it's something you'd love to see. Uh, yeah. Just for pure, like, base-level lizard brain, I fight for me. Mm. Thing. Uh, he's got turnover. I might have some quibbles of how he ran that back line in the second half. Mm-hmm. But like, um, just just a real tough guy, young, talented, definitely in the four, definitely the forerunner for Irish number ten spot. I thought um, I saw some Munster fans on Reddit after that match criticizing Crowley's performance, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I thought well, we yes. all felt he had yeah. a good game. Well, he kicked well, like, and as I said defended, tackled well, got physically involved, but like Munster's backline didn't create much after the first twenty minutes. So like, I can see the the reasoning behind us oh. like, uh, like, they'll have to improve that performance attacking wise against the better teams in Europe but there's only a few of those Ahern mm. uh, did great mm. um, I was impressed by that he did actually start at 6 I thought there might be some switcheroo uh, he didn't steal much line at ball but he was, he was definitely a menace at us 
he moved around, got around well enough. Um, Burn was great. Just turned over yeah. ball. Not a will, but just a menace. Did I say menace twice describing these players? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. Hodnett's <laughs> yeah. very good. Um, like, generally good, but uh, Archer just some dumb penalty. I, I think I'm just completely soured on Archer, so I, anything he does, I uh, mm. it magnifies it. And I said Coombe's not great. But, um, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? Um, obviously, it's only a few more weeks three or four weeks now till uh, the return fixture in Tottenham Park. Um, obviously, it's hard to project uh, what kind of teams people will send down there, but do you think Munster will be kind of... I think... Do you th- who, who do you think will be favourites in that? Let's just say if it's a... if it's a similar kind of situation where it's a strong Munster team, or as strong as they can go, and Leinster may be a bit of rotation. Um, it's a cop-out answer, but I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, well, I I was kind of make I'm trying to think of the point of like, I think Munster will be obviously like you were saying there like that if you offered them four one the other way or whatever before the game they would have probably said yeah that's a good result mm-hmm. but I think they'll be quietly like you know these guys aren't they're not they're not a million miles ahead of us they're not no. you know um but I wonder if it's the case where. Munster tend to perform better with a slightly weakened team. Yeah, yeah. And with their strong team. And Leinster seem to be able to beat their first chase team with either Leinster's first choice or with their second. So yeah. it could be like that. Where, and I, I'm, that's not ahead of season's going to pan out with Leinster. Like, mm. isn't the Arbor just going to say, okay, we're not going to change anything straight away and then start building? Um, is it going to be that, okay, we need everything for Europe because our group is tougher than theirs? Mm. So this is just a sacrificial game. Is it like Nina was like, no, we're changing completely. It's going to take a while to get us get us where we are. Mm. Um, so I'm not really sure you can say at the moment. But um, what, what, what do you make of the new coach Jack Nienbar? Uh Like, like all I know. So uh, the background I know is he was with Razi at Munster for two years. Uh, very good defence coach. Uh, then went with Razi to South Africa, wins two World Cups. Um, is a pivotal member of that staff, I think. Very, very influential. Um, seems to be more of a kind of a... He lets Razi kind of do the whole media and the whole, you know, that kind of aspect. Uh, he's well-liked by the players and everything. Um, so I've seen some people, maybe the concern would be that uh, stylistically we might play to a South African style which isn't necessarily the most aesthetically pleasing I, like I, I get that it gets like 100% it gets results it wins you it wins you trophies and stuff um, but some people might have some reservations about that uh, so give me your kind of unfiltered opinions on what are you expecting over the next uh, well months. he said he was, he was under Erasmus at Munster which I didn't know um, mm-hmm. oh, am I misremembering things, or was like Erasmus at Munster not even that good? No, they were good. Were they? They were good. They weren't They'd... as good as Leinster, but they um they were better than they were before and after. And there was definitely okay. signs of going in the right direction. This didn't last long. And then they utterly poisoned Munster by sending down Van Grand saying, "Yeah, this guy will replace us." <laughs> mm. 
Ah, the old. But he is a... in the toilet. Because they know each other from army. Mm-hmm. Like the National Service back in the day in South Africa. That's how they met. Uh, he was only like a... I think it was even fifth, fifth choice or fifth string team in school or something. He wasn't a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninaber. We really have to get the pronunciation down. Yeah, Either get it right true. or have our own consistent style. Either yeah. or. But, um, so they met there. Razzie was a springbok. He wasn't the different, differential in playing. Uh, and he was a physio first up. Strength and conditioning was his um, first coaching role. So there, there's always consideration, like, how does that apply to Leinster? Like, so he'll know more than most coaches, like, what strength and conditioning means, how much he can put on players, how much they can play, uh, how much he can squeeze out of them, uh, and, and the strength and conditioning coaching staff. And that's also allowed him beyond the pitch, bringing out instructions, because he was a physio, uh, a registered physio. Um... Very well regarded by South Africa. They, they're very effusive about their praise. Razzie obviously brought him along with him wherever he goes, and it's, it's been very successful. Mm. Two World Cups built on defense. Mm. Even if they're, they're a bit different how they play this World Cup uh, than previous, it's still defense is first up. That's how you win. So it's a great, great signing for us. I would have no... Well, sorry. Four or five years ago, I have concerns about Lancer because there's a Lancer style of r- rugby, and mm. you don't want to lose that. But like I, I've I've watched too many losing finals to yep. really care. Uh, I like people don't like us. That that could be just yep. the um, the social media aspect of it. But people don't like Lancer. They're delighted they lost the final against La Rochelle. Uh, it went in and outside of Ireland. So I don't mm-hmm. care. Like we're not winning anyone anyone's um, any popularity awards with playing well, playing attractive rugby because they say, oh, we're financially doped, it's a meaningless competition, whatever excuse under the sun is popular that day. Mm. But, like, for me, one of the biggest things is Leinster is constantly bringing through youth. So if we do that, and even if we are, like, real hard-nosed, ugly rugby that wins, I'm really happy. Mm. Um, Yeah, Rob, you didn't sound happy about the defence. Me? Yeah, you're like, mm. well, no, no, I, I actually, I think back to pivotal moments uh, in those games, the big games we lost over the last few years, and I just remember there, there'd be times where Leinster would be kind of just hanging on in defence. Uh, I remember that La Rochelle final in Viva, like Ross Byrne just kicks it long, and I think the idea was, oh shit, we just get them, get them. I don't know. I felt very passive. Uh, uh, whereas I I know from the South African defense, it's it's far more aggressive. They view it like as an opportunity to 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 strike or to really you know put the other opposition under pressure. Um, I would have concerns. Do you guys have any concerns about our personnel and the maybe the style that he might suggest? Because I was thinking, obviously with Ringrose uh, shooting up Ringrose and Henshaw, they I think they're going to have a lot of work to do. Um, to learn that system. It was um, funny because I was saying to, could have been Bodie, it could have been just Dave, that whenever you see something said about a player, like mm. a criticism, and you haven't noticed before, you start seeing it everywhere. And I was listening to Demented Mole podcast beforehand, and they're talking about how many 
tackles Gary Ringrose misses. Mm. And then that match he misses two obvious ones that caused causes points. It's like, oh Jesus. Mm. I think Ringrose uh, Ring is like, definitely a problem with his, his technique. Mm-hmm. Or it's just his, his his decisions, but it's it's just annoying and he misses too much. But I, d- I don't think like not to be dismissive of Jesse Creel or Dialende, but and I don't think Henshaw yeah. will be our go to twelve going forward for much longer, but like I I can't I can't see that both of them players don't have it in them to work within the coach's confines or whatever technique or system he might mm. bring. Like I think they're both well capable of adapting. But mm. in fact you might say if if Neil's narrative about Ringrose's inability to shoot up and make good tackles is true, then you might say he would stand to benefit even more from whatever Naber can bring, like because it it might be a, an actual weakness in his game and assuming that like they can fix it then, you know, if he was happy anyway, to, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So mm. it it's uh, ever since Van der Fleer fixed, for lack of a better word, is he's carrying like I think I have great faith in how players can kind of better themselves, even when it might look mm. like, you know, it's such fine margins, but uh, I don't see any reason why, like, particularly Ringrose couldn't, yeah. you know, over the course of a season, get that nailed down. Yeah, and, and Leinster players in general can't, do seem to improve themselves consistently. Like someone like Ross Maloney over the years, like he's not on the international, probably never will be. Mm. But he's so much better than he was five years ago. Like he, he made the European team of the season a couple of years ago mm. on Maris. Now he, he just wasn't real skeleton, so that's why we lost. But um, like he, someone like Devin Toner constantly improved. Uh, Van der Fleer is the big obvious one. Uh, mm. Keen, like these guys just just get better it, and it, better because they put in the work day in day out. They're it, good coaches. They know it, they have even, to be good to wait, get a spot in the team. James Gibson Park and James Lowe, I think, are interesting uh, examples too, because they didn't, they had deficiencies to their game when they showed up, and they've developed quite nicely. Um, yeah, James Lowe's kicking has certainly, I yeah, think, improved if if nothing else. I don't, well, I don't that, know about his defence now, but his no defence definitely improved. Well, a lot of people seem to call him on it still, so I I don't have the eye to see like what it was, what it is, but I just see people saying and like yeah. fairly it's improved somewhat. But uh you would say like if the whole ring rose thing is true and if you combine a defensive scenario where Lowe is outside him and he's regularly making that mistake, I would have thought it would have been exposed historically a lot more, considering mm. the supposed weakness of Lowe, but uh I don't know, maybe got hooky or or it didn't matter because we outscored other teams anyway so when it did happen it was like yeah whatever or the scramble was mm. so good that you know we just made yeah it I, was, I was just thinking the scramble probably covers up a lot of that yeah what what about um so we've kind of covered the monster match uh new coach um looking ahead to the next few weeks so we've connacht tomorrow uh which should be good hopefully um connacht they're obviously in a fairly good place. I know they just came off a tour of South Africa where they got smashed by the Bulls, but um, they got a big win against the Sharks. Uh, they've been playing really well. And then, obviously, one look ahead to La Rochelle, who I saw have welcomed back 
Will Skelton this week. Um, so give me your give me your thoughts on the next two weeks for Leinster and how how they'll approach it. Yeah, wow. so it seems like um, according to Murray Kinsella today, mm-hmm. the Leinster kind of had this block planned out mm-hmm. in terms of players. So that's why Harry Byrne is starting tonight or tomorrow. Okay. I say. Um, and Ross Byrne was, was started last week, obviously. Um, so I think we've we're like today's team tomorrow. I keep saying today for some reason. Um, tomorrow's team is not really a result of form too much, mm-hmm. or like because some people were calling for Frawley to be put in a ten just to get the game time into him. Mm-hmm. But it seems that they're they're sticking to a plan, getting rotation in. That's something Leinster have to do because they have such a big squad. Mm-hmm. Like they have to keep everyone happy. So, I I think that's probably the end of the first chunk of the season tomorrow. And mm-hmm. then the next starts with Europe. Uh, yeah. But I think okay, we're, okay. we're probably going to lose. Not probably going to lose. I think we have a very good chance of losing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can also see us, like our bench getting us through, us playing well, getting out of there with points, which would leave us in a great spot if we're just counting that Pro 14 chunk. We lost badly against Glasgow first up. But everything else has been generally good overall. Like we're getting a lot of game time to some young players. Like guys yeah. who are younger, under 20, just gone by. Someone like Deegan, who's like making a, a later career resurgence. Um, so generally positive for URC. If what Murray Kinsella said is true about the uh, planning to target this particular block, um, I would assume the plan would have been to have Ross Brown fit at this point. Yes. Which, which doesn't look like he is. I haven't heard that he isn't, but give him the... No, he's out for a few. I, they the said four to six weeks was. is a bicep tear. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they obviously didn't plan for that. So I think if I was the coach, which I'm not, uh, given that eventuality that has come to pass, I'd have Frawley at 10 with an eye on next week because I wouldn't be playing Harry Byrne against... Uh, Larry Shell. Larry Shell. Well, yeah. I think he'll start. I think it will be the start. Based on what I'm seeing here, I, he's starting against Connacht. I'd, I'd agree with you. Yeah, I think he is going to start because I think whoever you're going to have against La Rochelle has to start that match. Just no, but they, they, we just said that uh, Lancer aren't doing that. They're saying Harry Byrne is penciled in to start this game. Ross Byrne was last game, and the game before that was Prendergast, so everyone's getting a shot. But next man up is Harry Byrne, I think. Right, right. Well, what I'm saying is, like, I'd have Raleigh in a 10 on this, on the basis I'd want him in a 10 against La Rochelle. But obviously that's not what they seem to be thinking. So, yeah, but I guess what? they probably would have had Ross Byrne at 10, so it wouldn't matter then, given he what? would be fit otherwise. What what do we make of the whole... So Leinster have a conundrum at 10 at the moment. So obviously the Ross Byrne injury complicates it even further. But so to give everyone an idea of the options, we have okay, Ross Byrne went fit, who is, is, is a very good player, very capable, but uh, oh, no. limited. Yeah, limited in some respects. Um, then you have you know, he's, a, he's sort of a finished product really I think with Ross. sorry for interrupting yeah. you there Rob, but yeah. like I've, I think for the last two or three years I've been looking at Ross Byrne and thinking finished product I can't see him going much beyond where he's at so yeah, I disagree slightly in, in the same vein as the continuous improvement of a lot of Leicester players mm. like I think he he put in so much consistent work over the few years last few years to get him to be the next man up in Ireland 
comes on, nails points against Australia, performs in the Six Nations. Um, like he sees out that French game very well. He started against Italy, if I remember correctly. He wasn't great, but like, and gets Leinster to Heineken Cup final. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's definitely improvement, I think, over a Ross Byrne who started against England in the last World Cup cycle and got annihilated. But mm. I, I don't think it's like he's, he's going to turn into Sexton or Carter or anywhere close, where even Carberry, where he's all singing, all dancing. But mm. I, I just, yeah, that, that's just my little interjection. I, I, I suppose for me, it's. Uh, I know it's going to sound very harsh, but do you think you can win? I, I don't know consistently, but um, I, 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 I don't know if I'd, I'd always be kind of looking for an upgrade over Ross Byrne. Um, yeah. not, not, I'm not saying you can't win things with him or anything like that. I'd just be kind of like, there, there's more there for someone. But that, that's, Yeah, for example, that's, if we had sex in the, at the final, we would have won it. Yeah, so... Assuming we played similar uh, enough. But, um, but like, to get within a single point La Rochelle with Ross Byrne, okay, you're playing home, essentially. Yeah. Like, he hit the post twice as well, which is very just... unusual for him. Yeah, yeah. So, so I like with him whenever he's on the field. I'm like, all right, you get your kicks, and then whatever else, like that, you get your kicks. That's your thing. In and fairness, then, they were like, they were your kicks in the corner. I, yeah, I can't remember what they were like, but you know, you mentioned about the kick against Australia. Mm-hmm. I think about the kick against Ulster where he cramped up after it, and I'm like, yeah. right, okay, he set his stall in terms of like what he mm. does for you, and then when he doesn't do that, it just feels like a little bit more of a kick in the bollocks because you're like well yeah. you know yeah, it's like when we play, picked Raj in 2011 and did a running game mm. <laughs> just didn't make too much sense but, okay so that's Ross uh, we, we then have his younger brother Harry who to give everyone kind of a, a look back on his career so far you hate uh, him. I don't hate him I don't hate him I just never I never quite saw enough where I was like uh, why is this guy being fast tracked into the Ireland squads? Um, all that kind of the. I get like people get excited about young players, especially if they play well for under twenties. Like I guilty of it too. Like, um, but this was a bit. I felt a bit too much too quickly, uh, and I haven't seen enough where I'm like, I think he has forty or fifty caps now, and I'm like, yeah, he looks looks a solid player, but I'm not. I, I wouldn't be hugely committed to, you know, uh, keeping... Well, I'd keep him around because obviously he's Irish and there's a, every chance he'll develop and everything, but I wouldn't be like, this guy's the next, you know, Ireland number 10 or anything close to that, so... Yeah, I think well, to describe him, especially in comparison to his older brother, he's weaker defensively. Mm. Uh, maybe that could be just, like, he's been injured and he's been sl- he seems a slighter frame. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can put some pounds on. Maybe he can learn better technique, but he's just not good as defensively. Definitely worse than Sexton as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does have a lovely range of passing, like some mm-hmm. of the, and and kicking. Like he does have, I'd say, definitely a better um, ability to run the game, put people in the space. The flashier stuff he's good at, but I think his real problem is going for the miracle plays. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, sometimes you just don't need to do it. You just need to, to just nail it, just get a pass going, get it, run a back line. And I think the more he plays, the better he is. Like, he had a great streak at the end of the season. And he didn't play great against Munster in the semi final. 
but he just got consistent game time, which was great for him. And he's got a lot of game time so far this year, starting in tomorrow. So, like, I, I think you, you, you just have to just keep giving them game time, which is a hard thing to do when you have three out halves. Give me your all do playing. Give give me your assessment of where do you think Harry Burns' trajectory is going and will end up. I know like it's there's so much things that can go on with injury and everything, but let's say three years from now, where where do you see Harry Burns? I think if he's as dedicated as his brother, mm-hmm. I think he'll be. An, well, he's already already an international. He'll be an Irish international and Leinster. Definitely a 23 player. He might take okay. that Ross Byrne role over the last five years. Oh, yeah. That's just what I see him. I see him just kind of being his brother, but plays the game slightly differently, which we all hope to be maybe a little bit better or a good deal better. But, which might yeah. suit Leinster better, I think. If you have someone, yeah. say, Ross Byrne's talent level, but Ian Madigan is the guy springs to mind. Mm. Um, but attacking more, more an individual runner, more of a... a Flashy passer probably suits Leinster better for more games, except against like yeah. those real tough games, um, like the quarterfinals, semi-final games where you need someone dependable. And then there's the uh, the big name at the end in terms of Leinster's out of options. Well, well, there's there's two options. So there's okay, we can we can go over Prendergast is obviously the. The Messiah and everyone is labeling him. Like I know people don't mean it, but he does kind of remind me of Sexton. Um, but I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting that on him uh, by by any stretch. But uh, you also yeah, have to it, remember up that uh, Harry Byrne was the Messiah once too. Yeah, I know. That's that's <laughs> I. Uh, you know, fool me once, all that kind of crack. But uh, yeah, um, uh, like. You watch him play, and it's hard not to get excited. Is all I'd say. Um, Again, I think weak defensively, but yeah, he can, you can put. Uh, he's definitely he's got he's taller and leaner and um, not leaner, but I was going to say longer. Rangier. He's taller. Rangier is the correct right word for us. Like he can definitely put on muscle. I feel. Yeah, he's some physical development to undergo. And his brother was an international background. Like he's definitely been capped. So like. You reckon he has the ability to put on the, the muscle, but he does seem to have a lot about him. Mm. The ability to hold, to run to the line, to go for the crossfield kick. Like the Sexton comparisons is always going to happen for a Lancer mm. out but I think he's probably closer um, than any of the other pretenders. I like when he came down against Edinburgh, I think it was, mm. and his first two contributions were like. Uh... Great fifty twenty two kick, I think, and then like a great pass for a great a run and try, and you're just like, wow. <laughs> it, it's uh, hard to argue with that kind of impact. Yeah. Um, whether you can do that, like for eighty minutes against a top quality side, remains to be seen. Um, I think what match did he start recently? And he came off after about fifty minutes. Uh, I can't remember. We were all there. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but it, it, it felt like he had like t- 20 or 30 minutes of good stuff in him, and then he went missing a little bit. So, you know, obviously you can't say that's going to define his entire career. He obviously managed to iron that out. But Scarlet yeah, was the game he started. Okay. Yeah. Mm. You feel like uh, at the moment maybe his place would be 
more as an impact player off the bench and then given time he'd be able to put in more 60 70 minute performances but uh yeah i mean as you say rob fill me once i, I won't be getting well, <laughs> seven times or so now at this stage at Leicester. It, it, we're, we're all kind of fooling ourselves is the big thing. Like, obviously the players aren't like, you know, trying to scam us by uh, getting us to buy, <laughs> buy shares on them or anything. It's, uh, it's, it's us getting excited about young players. And I, I, I don't really have a problem with people getting excited. Um, uh, yeah, like... I do. Uh, because cause <laughs> I think places, whether... Do you say the players pay attention to narratives or whatever going on or not? I feel like they yeah. pick up on it, and I don't think it would serve certain individuals based yeah. on their character to know that they're highly thought of. I think yeah. they can exist in a vacuum, which is obviously unreasonable. Oh, we've plenty of examples from other countries at 10 alone. Mm. Like Danny Cipriani, uh, Henson, I suppose, can play 10. Um, definitely guys who he does, he does get their head and they keep trying to be that miracle player yeah 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 but okay so player. i just want someone <laughs> you want ross burn <laughs> give me yeah, ross so, yeah give me ross so, again. so then i would classify well i'm, I'm we're not going to do charlie tector but he's somewhere in the background there yeah, uh, but, but um it'd be very good for the documentary <laughs> if he was the guy who actually took the the mantle yeah i'd yeah. be mad actually like th- th- rob loves the narratives that would be yeah that would be cool Puts it out and became like the man. You'd have to respect it because you know it was going to take some amount of work given the competition there. Yep. Uh, but then the the kind of wild card that everyone and the hot one is uh, Kieran Frawley. So uh, I suppose there's conversation with Frawley is what's his best position, and also is it like so what's his best position? Is it ten? 12 15 whatever 13 i could say he'd be fine um what would you advise him to do if you were like his counsel and you wanted him to you know have a good the best career he could have um but it's nothing to do with what you can advise or not he just does I suppose the advice is um if you're not Lancers 10 do you move to another province mm. that's that would be the advice you could give I think when you, when you, because people, they always love Frawley at 10. Mm. Um, like he's good. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, good play, he's physical. He gets injured a lot. Mm. Yeah, touch wood, he's, he stayed fit this so far this season. But the Irish management have seen him as a 10. Like they played yeah. him against the Mary there. They played him against New Zealand A there. They had that like um, tour that was essentially set up for him. The mm-hmm. emerging Ireland, he got injured before. It. Um, so like he, we played twelve at under twenties. I think he might have covered ten a bit. He plays mostly at centre for Leinster, uh, then ten, then fullback. Mm-hmm. He, he is, as I said, probably the most physical of the options. Mm-hmm. He, he's because he's he's played center he's definitely got talent he can run the ball he seems to have time on the ball which is always a nice aspect for a 10 he's got he can kick goals um his his general kicking is good i wouldn't have said anything uh sensational about it but it's not a weakness Uh, i'm not sure how well he can run a back line consistently because he doesn't get consistent game time at 10 Mm -hmm. 
I, I think, think the biggest thing holding him back is the fact that there's no like solid understudy to Keenan. So he's kind of just defaulting into that role, which I don't want him to be in that role. You know what I mean? If Keenan had someone else obviously coming up behind him that you'd say, all right, if Keenan's injured, mm. this is the guy, then you'd be like, well, then Frawley have more scope to be where I know some of us want him to be, i.e. at 10. Yeah. But like, it's nearly like he's, He's been held in reserve just because of his versatility, which yeah. is kind of shit. And mm. so far in his career, that versatility is fine because he gets to get game time. Yeah. But now it's approaching the stage where you want to start nailing him a spot, especially if it's a 10. Mm. Mm. I think that he, um, uh, except for he's got skills for all three of those positions, but Leinster's mm. need outside of 10 was always much greater than the 10 because... He's been Leinster player for five years, I think, which is so 17, 18 is the season he made his debut. Um, like at that time, we tend with Sexton, who plays a few games a year, maybe four or five in the league, so you can average out. You got Ross Byrne, who's good for the league for most of it. He stays fit almost all the time. You had Harry Byrne come true. You might have had, you had uh, Joey Carberry at the start of that. You've had guys like Tector taking up a few spots, Hawkshaw before him. While at 12, you've had Henshaw, who's been there the entire time, who doesn't play much for Leinster. He's got like 50-something caps. Mm. You have Joe Tomono, um, played there a couple of seasons. Yep. Maybe, uh, you have now Natai last couple of seasons, but he doesn't play that much. While at fullback you had Rob Carney kind of falling off around um, 17, 18, so Keenan came through. But like before, uh, behind Keenan, there's not too much. Behind Henshaw, there's not too much. While we've had two international tens at least, and now we have three, depending on how you categorize Frawley. And now. We've had two other guys who aren't internationally capped 10s, but have got under 20s to Grand Slam victories. And we've had also some other utility backs as well who can cover 10. So it's always been a case for Leinster that we need a 12 or a 15 or a utility back more than we needed a 10. So you're saying that the the real trouble coming down the line is scrum half? No, actually. Well, we've Finton Gunn coming up. And Ben Murphy is... And these guys, yeah. like that's three guys you can you can probably get someone good out of. Fingers crossed. What, what, what about what about if I asked you the question of, um, where would you rank Frawley in terms of the tens available to us now? Like, I think some people are arguing that Frawley actually is our best ten, but like the point you're making, we have holes in other places where his versatility is very very useful and. Uh, so yeah, I, I suppose yeah. Who who would who would you class as like? I know it's a very nebulous question and it's a very difficult to answer. But who would you start? Let's say it's Heining Cup. Now see, it's hard to do in isolation because again, Frawley doesn't get to play at ten. But who who would you say is Leinster's best ten at the moment? Assuming uh, Rashford's tr- injured, I would say Harry Byrne. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> because he plays there uh, uh, that's essentially it I, I get that I get that I understand if, if, you, if you told me Ross Brown out for the season 
Mm-hmm. I'd say, okay, let's bet on, let's bet on either go long shot Prendergast or just go Frawley is, will get us through this season. Mm-hmm. And you can give up, you can give, you can give the spare time to uh, Prendergast and Harry Byrne to keep them sharp, keep them fit, keep them growing. What do you, like, um, do you, do you think there's any possibility that you, like, some people are arguing that the Leinster coaching staff don't free Fiali as a 10 and will play him anywhere but yeah, there. That, that, could be, that, um, that could be, like, I, I gave the argument that it's best use of resources. Hmm. It could be this, because like, these guys see them every day. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they, maybe they just don't rank them. Raise them, man. Like, they've had, they've had Contopomi, they've had Goodman, they've had uh, Lancaster. Like, these are guys who know what top out halves are like. It'll be different with Neen Aber, though. He, he'll yeah. see the light. It could be. Maybe he likes it well. And that's something we haven't brought up, the the bench split. Like, we've gone for a 60 mm. split twice now in a row. We had another one earlier in the season. And Frawley could be a great uh, last man in that. Yeah. It was 10, 12, 15. Um, you put a scrum half on the bench and Gibson Park and Ringrose can cover the wings. Yeah. So like, and that maybe that'll be the best way of getting them into ten. If Ross Byrne is fit, mm. but I, I, or maybe you start him and put like a Prendergast or Harry Byrne on the bench, and mm. go for sixty split that way. And that's well, something it's... that Neil Aber might bring with us. Yeah, uh, like, uh, it's it's a tricky situation. Uh. Yeah, I just in a weird way. I just feel kind of sorry for Frawley in that. Yeah, he he seems like a such a team player, and he'll just like Dave was saying, do whatever he's told. And he's he straight up just very very good, which is actually good at multiple positions. Which isn't it in a weird way, it doesn't help him. Um, not great. Yeah, but but yeah, so it's kind of like he's the not other half are great. This is the point. Like. Yeah, he could. Yeah, I, has trophies to back it up. No, I'm not. I'm not, saying it's hard, and he stays I'm not saying it's yeah. Red Rossburn, but in this case now, where we find ourselves in the next two weeks, mm. where Rossburn isn't available, given how Frawley played against Munster, I would have him starting against Connacht because I don't think he'd have mm. him starting against Rochelle. But look, I mean, like you know, the next two weeks could prove us. Our, our notions entirely wrong, and how I hope they do. So, like you know, there's also the fact that, Le- as I said earlier, like Leo Cullen has penciled in his game time for Ariburn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like you have to keep these guys happy, and this is one way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not um, easy being a uh, a uh, head coach, but I think that's probably the most um, amount of dis- discons- um the most amount of criticism Leo Cullen's getting. Mm-hmm. Always over not playing Frawley, and it's got, it is mm-hmm. a cash twenty two. Like he's not good enough ten to take the ten spot because I don't think you can mm-hmm. say this guy is leagues above any other ten aside from Rossborough. No. But thing is, he doesn't get the ten shot to to prove himself. Mm-hmm. Like he, he came I, on did well. I, I'm not criticizing Leo Gullen for a decision. Like I think mm-hmm. I'll back whoever on whatever decision they make. It's because the margins are narrow enough. This is just what I would want, you know what I mean? And we all I want like, think... the best Lancer team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if, if this is what they think will get to success, then I'm all for it. I just, on the basis of what I saw from the start of the season from Harry and then on the basis of the, the one match where Ali got to play 10, I'm like, 
okay, this is what I would do. But like, you know, as you say yourself, it's their job. It's not it's not my job. It's not our job. So mm. you have to put the trust in them and, you know, they're successful for a reason and have been. So but not yeah, that like, successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, nearly well, there. Not quite. Yeah. Um and maybe like, it's a mistake on their part, but like uh Yeah. Uh it's just an, it's an interesting one where it, it's so up in the air um, about who should start, which but is everyone unusual. Everyone knows a quarterback controversy, Rob. Yeah, the, the saying in the NFL is if you have more than one quarterback, you don't have any quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> That's actually really good. Because you basically don't want you, want... you want one guy who can separate himself and is like, okay, there's no argument. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the but, more I but, see of rugby like going going on i suppose the more i mature as a person i i'm starting to come around to the idea of what separates like the best out halves from the guys that are nearly the best is like attitude mm-hmm. and just self-belief i think it yeah. plays such a big part in that role that you know for and this is where like we have like what four guys now and you're kind mm-hmm. of like all right who has that shred of fucking whatever in their character that will be able to just get them just a little bit further ahead of the other guys and i I, personally i see that in frawley like i think he's a real fighter and that might be what he can bring that the other guys wouldn't bring as much say whereas like as you Mm. say neil rossburn has that leadership which he does seem to have like you see in the huddles and stuff where Mm. you know he he seems to be driving some some sort of standard anyway so or flencer concede you always see him bollocking someone who was not like a line or something like that exactly which not many people seem to do so you know it's these little things then that that's exactly it's confidence because i would never be as confident uh to call someone out because i was having the back of my mind well i'm not the best player or whatever mm. like ross Byrne would be surrounded by like internationals lions and he'll he'll call them out he'll he'll, he'll do that <laughs> despite the fact that he's maybe not in the international squad for a lot of it he's only has a few caps he was always behind sexton but like that's what the role he needs to do. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And uh, that is the, the, the mentality, the psychology of it, that uh, to go back to the NFL, like someone like um, Tom Brady, possibly the greatest quarterback rub of all time. I would say, I would say he is, yeah. And if, you, if you're putting him to natural talent, you, would he be top five of his... his, con, his, uh, his uh, As in like... like his, Physical tools and stuff. Natural, like a natural talent. Like this guy didn't get drafted pretty much until uh, what was it six six round pick. Uh, there was six quarterbacks taken ahead of him. Um. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I Charlie Tector. Quite, you, it's going to be Charlie Tector. Tector could be the Tom Brady of the whole situation. Like, in, rendering the last uh, half an hour <laughs> utterly moot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, if, if it happened, I would be incredibly happy. You know what I mean? Imagine if. Tector turn into rugby's Tom Brady, like that would be that would be a hell of a story. That'd yeah, be great. Yeah. That's how you'd sell it to the Americans. <laughs> uh watch our game, please. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that that's I think that was good discussion. Um I will check in during the season then about how the ten situation is shaping up. Um Ten Watch. Yeah, ten watch. Uh I don't have anything else. I can't think of anything major that happened in rugby. We had Owen Farrell takes a mental health break because of the 
I imagine the abuse that he suffers. I don't get why people don't like him. I've always kind of liked him. Certainly for England, anyway. I haven't. Saracens less so, probably because they beat us I, painfully occasionally. But like, to me, he looks. I don't I get think, it. I th- I think it. There's several factors. There's one. He plays for England, so that's a mark against him for in a lot of people's eyes. He's a bit of a pantomime villain. The whole high shoulders thing rubble up the wrong way sometimes he's a fiery character it's like people don't like Sexton or didn't like Sexton because he uh, we get in people's faces and stuff but yeah I I wasn't his biggest fan but actually I've softened on him massively over the last few years I'm like he's actually just seems like a a very decent guy and uh, a great player yeah yeah I agree largely with that Rob like I think the fact is he has no I said this before he has no constituency He's English mm. out half, which means all the other five nations aren't going to like him. Yeah. Plus other teams, like like, doesn't matter. Like Johnny Wilkinson has to be like wider than white, and people are some people are still ambivalent on him. Mm. Like if you're a good English out half, people will dislike you. He does that weird thing where he looks up to the post. Yeah, yeah. Um, he puts in hits that maybe don't get penalised like they should. I like that mm. about him. I think like, a well, like, like but people half, don't like it. if you, if you right. see someone go shoulder charge your player, you're gonna get annoyed by it. And if he yeah. gets yellow cards or red cards, you're gonna be annoyed as your t- your team because he does it because he hasn't learned. But like he's trying to make a physical difference. He's trying to make an impact, mm. which is why he does it. I, I agree to you, Rob. I've really come around on myself. Mm. He's like a lot of his fellow pros, especially the Irish guys, seem to really like him because of yeah. his competitiveness. Like that's that's a guy who's who's a born winner, a born fighter. But if you're to look at, so he's English out half, which automatically means you're not going to like him during a period where England were resurgent. Mm. He is a plus. That means he plays a more conservative game, even though he can attack um, mm. at 10 or 12. So it means your out half isn't getting on or, or more attacking out half isn't. So when things go badly for England, which they have multiple times over the last his career, he gets blamed because he doesn't really get dropped. Because he's such a competitor, such a good player. He is basically the, I'd say along with like Otoje, the poster boy for Saracens, mm-hmm. who got relegated because they were cheating, and said mm-hmm. cheating bankrupted several teams <laughs> by starting an arms race. And yeah. he was the leader of the team that won multiple titles. Um, Maybe not leader. Maybe not, he was a leader, maybe not the captain, but... Like so, like no one really likes him, aside from like the Saracen fans, some England fans, and like guys like us who can respect him as a player. Mm. Uh, so like it's no one's gonna stand up for him. Like people always defend Sexton because we're Leinster fans, we're Irish fans, mm. but like it's it's just uh it's like. But I do think this this mental health thing kind of gets trotted out as an excuse too much now, and not not mm-hmm. to say it isn't a real problem or he doesn't get terrible abuse. But I do think people kind of use it, especially someone like um, Marler, like they kind of use it as an excuse to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Marler used that? No, in fairness, he, has, he said years ago, he's one of the first to come out of it. But now I think he just, he just acts the twat and this, yeah. that's like a shield. Well, um, you, make, you make do any way you can. You know what yeah. I mean? The only other instance I can think of is your own Simone Biles, the US gymnast. Those are the only three that I've ever heard of doing it. Maybe other people have, but I, I think well they kind of just use it like it's like something you just you're supposed to say, like mm. you just put mental health into it. Like I have to look after well, my mental. And it, this is all true. 
But I yeah. think it's just like it's like learnings or uh this is the best crowd in the world. It's just like part and parcel of what you say to Well but, part, but of part of me think part of me thinks um uh yeah, the the effects uh, kind of of you know the World Cup, the intensity, uh, the the constant kind of week to week, you know, criticism coming in from all angles. Uh, like, I get I get the point. Like that, you know, uh, it can be trotted out here and there, and maybe it's not whatever. And maybe but, it's completely true in this case. So I, I don't want to say he's yeah. lying. So, <laughs> and it's yeah, not the, been a good English camp this year. Yeah, like sure, the whole getting rid of Eddie Jones, uh, bringing Bortwick in, losing to Fiji and stuff, and uh, yeah, like and I, 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 you look at like you know like Michael Hooper was in a similar enough situation where his I like, totally understood because for a long time he was basically Australia's best player and was like trying to win games on his own, um. As captain and everything, so yeah, basically what Farrell had over the last year, he had for like a half a decade. Yeah, so in terms, in terms I, of performances uh, from his team. Yeah, so I can I can kind of get it. Like if if someone uh just decides that yeah, I just need some a break, but uh, but then what about Dupont uh, opting to? Looks like he's opted to. Is he quit Toulouse for this season, or is he still playing for Toulouse? But he's opted to not play the Six Nations, and it's going to go for the Olympics in the sevens. In January, I think. Yeah. What, uh, what do you make? Like, because I, I get anyone like, aside from Dupont gets to do that. <laughs> yeah, because the it's in Paris, the Olympics, and obviously being an Olympian is a huge achievement and everything. Yeah. Um, so, one thing I'd like to ask is: Do you think it'll work? And how would you feel if an Irish player just, let's say the Irish IRFU said, actually, we're going to parachute in some 15s into the sevens? Uh, I'd be, I'd hate it, <laughs> first of all. Yeah. Um, but that's a big problem with the women's game. That they, they mm. get actually hammered by, not okay, England and France, big nations, professional, semi-professional, but re- like they regressed because they're playing all their best players in sevens tournaments. Mm. Like, I think it's a great opportunity for Ireland to get a result against France. Mm-hmm. They won't be there. He, um, I, I wonder how much of an impact we have. Yeah, like maybe be great because he's a, he's like the best player in the world, pretty much. Um, but I, I, I think a lot of his stuff is um, finding mismatches and, and managing games and. And you can get that. You get a lot, a lot of space. But I, I think he'd be someone better like, um, what's his name? Makalu? Yeah, like, yeah. How he plays yeah. backs or forwards for France. Mm. I think he'd be a very better fit because he's big and he can physically dominate and he's fast and probably fit enough to play at least a bit. Interesting, you see. And it'll definitely bring more eyes, I think, to the uh, the rugby sevens. I would hate it if like a first-choice Irish player did that. Mm-hmm. But like someone like Will Connors went back to try it for the squad or something like that, or someone like Baird, maybe. Mm-hmm. What about Keenan? Is he not the obvious one? Since he played seven? Yeah, but he's the first choice. And Will yeah. Connors played seven as well. Uh, like, I wouldn't want anyone from the first choice t- team to weaken the Six Nations because it's our primary mm. source of income. Yeah. 
But the, again, as I it, said, like, I don't think um, many players could do that, but Tuan's so big that he could. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's nothing else I don't think is happening in rugby. I'm probably forgetting some major story. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, um, we'll leave it there. So it was a bit of a long one, but it was good. Excellent. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.